0: Welcome to Beauty in the Business Beast. My name's Debbie Lewis from Salon Angels, and today's episode is sponsored by Salon Socials. believe it is the start of a brand new financial year. Um, So we've got someone special for you today on our virtual sofa. I am joined by the lovely Ria Jane Accounting for Beauty who is going to talk us through a little bit of her history and backstory but also talk to you about how you can stay on top of your financial planning and documentation so that this time next year you're not feeling quite as stressed out as you might be right now about catching up after a year where perhaps you've not been quite so, on top of things, if you were anything like me when I started out in business. Um, so, Rhea Jane, thank you so much for joining us today. Please do introduce yourself, tell us who
1: you are and what you do. Hi, Debbie. Thank you for having me on. Um, so, my name's Rhea Jane, and I am an accountant working with beauty businesses. So, the Beauty Accountant um, is a hashtag that I've been using lately. And I've got an office based in the Milton Keynes area, but what I offer is an online cloud experience. So everything is paperless and using technology to help businesses manage their finances. Um, I started accounting around 12 years ago and I was working for one of the top four accountancy firms. So that's where I finished some of my exams. And then I had some things happening in my life and decided... I was gonna train in beauty. So this is where the connection comes between the accounting and the beauty for me. So I had big plans to offer beauty treatments from home, work flexibly around my three children. And then when I was training and I had a few courses with biosculpture and things, the more people I met on my beauty journey, When we started to introduce ourselves and say where we came from and what we do, as soon as they knew that I was an accountant, it would spark questions about what do we need to do? How do we set up our business? And then I realised there was a real kind of opportunity there and a gap in the industry to provide business and advisory services along with the accountancy services as well. So you tried to escape accountancy,
0: but it (laughs) followed you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love the fact that you led with accounting. So accounting was your background, but then you had an interest for beauty. And I love the fact that you've merged the two. I'm connected to an awful lot of accountants and none of them have the passion for our industry that you do. Um, Do you feel like it was meant to be? Um, Did you ever see this being your plan?
1: I don't think so not until I think it was around late 2017 when I, I was thinking about it so whilst I was working um, in my full-time job it was something that I thought I would love to do but I just didn't really know how to go about it because setting up a business you know everyone knows it's quite overwhelming when you're it used to being employed as well for you know since leaving school and i joke with um, my colleagues in my job and say, I'm just going to leave anyway and set up a practice working with the beauty industry. And I, I talked about it all the time, but I didn't really know how to do it. Then when it got to, I think it was April, 2018. And it was, it was literally the 5th of April as well. So it was like a new tax year that was starting and I just thought I'm, I'm going to do it. And I put myself out there on the internet and social media and stuff so i thought once i'd release that information and the first person i spoke with about it actually was katie godfrey so kg professional which i know you know know well and i booked a lash course with her so i I was still planning to go down my beauty route and it was a bank holiday weekend and i booked the lash course and then about midnight i messaged her on facebook and i was like "I i noticed that you offer training courses for beauty have you ever considered offering business advice as well in accounting and um she was still up at the time she was like let's have a meeting straight away so you know as soon as the bank holiday finished we was having a meeting talking about it and as soon as i left meeting with Katie I handed my notice and that is when the practice was born. (laughs) A new chapter started and
0: I love that nothing's changed. Katie so well we can still message her at midnight and we know she'll reply. (laughs) Um, So I guess during lockdown you're the demand on you has slightly changed. I, I know that you've always, or for as long as I can remember, you've been a contributor for Scratch magazine, um you write articles, you've been doing no-end of webinars. Um, what are the traditional ways in which you support beauty businesses and what has been different in the last
1: year in what you've been providing? Yeah, it's it's a really good question, but I think I've never been a traditional accountancy practice, so I do I've I've appeared on webinars with um, Accounting Web and podcasts talking about the changes. So when I think of a traditional practice or accountant, I think, you know, lots of paperwork, maybe some spreadsheets, tax returns um, and year-end accounts. When I think about what I do, when I started, I wanted to be different straight away. So I wanted to be online because I needed to have flexibility. Um, I wanted to be able to provide quick answers. So I needed the technology and the reporting tools. And I wanted to be able to offer more than just the traditional bookkeeping and account submission. So I like to work with clients on a one-to-one basis. So more of a, a, a coaching and advisory kind of side, which a lot of traditional accountants don't use. So we all can do it, we've all been educated and able to do it, but it is a different role. Um, so whilst I do offer traditional services, I think the majority of what I do is the online sessions and reporting and like growth management, wealth management, it's, it's all the things that the feedback I'm receiving is what business owners really want and it's not what they've, they've been getting or they knew that they could even get, you know, cause there are there's amazing coaches in, in the industry but I think it's a different, it's, it's not the same as a salon coach. It's more business advisory, like having an in-house finance director. Absolutely. Or, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think, and I, I speak for myself, you know, I hate spreadsheets. I hate that traditional, I was that terrible person who would rock up with a carrier bag, full of tea <laughs> ring stained invoices. Um, so I think the Inland Revenue specifically designed making tax digital to get rid of people like me. Um, <laughs> and, and I love everything that's now so accessible. You buy something, you snap it on your receipts app, um, you send your invoices from an app on your phone. And I, and I guess, your knowledge of the industry and what we tend to be like because we are a very similar breed um, a lot of us within the beauty industry is being able to tap into those um, loves and hates and say actually let me customize this uh, journey especially for you Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything that you um, have changed this year in terms of the way that you work or do you find for you it's been business as usual
1: I feel because I was online before the pandemic, I feel like it has been business as usual by way of you know online Zoom meetings and the online tools that I use. The difference, I think it's changed. So there's less of the traditional. so the you know the tax returns and everything they will get done. They're absolutely fine and it's been more about advisory. So tapping into advisory, which is something that although I included in my packages, I didn't really offer to my full potential because it's it's a scary area to be in advisory because there's a lot of trust and you need to have a real good understanding of what you're talking about. And whilst I understood the industry, I feel like the last year I've grown more professionally and you know as an individual. So now I can tap into even more advisory services. So I think that's been the biggest change for me. And, and when I speak about advisory, it could be anything so it's not just professional it's personal goals so it's about KPIs. so understanding your key performance metrics how you can create strategies there's cash energizers there's just so many different things that I do now that I didn't do or I was too scared to do this time last year <laughs> and I guess with all the salons
0: having a temporary closure Salon owners have had more time to work strategically on their business because they're normally so busy operationally. Do you find you've had a lot more inquiries where people are trying to get to grips with their numbers this year?
1: Yes, definitely. I think the timing as well, because it's always this time of year that I get a few more inquiries anyway with the new tax year. So I think that, coupled with the weeks that people and months and the last year that everyone was at home, it's given people more time to maybe source another accountant or to start thinking about their figures because when applying for grants and loans, you needed to have certain information and you know the support of an accountant was really valuable. I guess as we're heading to, to leave lockdown at the moment, I would like to see that same energy, you know, for understanding the figures and the same kind of energy towards scenario planning and cash flow planning because we've used all of those sort of tools and the financials and the figures to get through the pandemic. So imagine how amazing it would be for business if you used it for the recovery and the restart. So if, if, if those tools can get you through the worst year of your life in business, then it's just about now using those to have the best years as well. And I think it's definitely possible 100% I,
0: I can't advocate that highly enough if you have not gotten organized during the last 12 months you've got 12 days now 12 days to get organized and I know that we have listeners around the world um Ria-Jane can you support
1: people who are based in other countries or are you predominantly UK based when it comes to tax it's UK based for because that's you know where I'm qualified and that's where my expertise are When it comes to cash flow management and business, it doesn't really matter where where you are. I can help with that, but they would need a professional in their area who understands their tax regime. Brilliant,
0: thank you. Because one of the things you mentioned is that you work remotely, everything's online. So it got me thinking, surely anyone from anywhere could connect with you. Right, I am keen to understand what is the single best piece of advice that you personally have ever received?
1: I think it was a quote that I read: "Feel the fear and do it anyway." (laughs)
0: Adapt quote. I love that Um, because we're all we're all nervous about stepping outside of our comfort zone, doing unknown things. Um, you've had to really stretch yourself. You mentioned this year moving into the advisory space, turning up for God knows how many webinars uh, with huge audiences, not knowing what questions that they were going to ask. So I guess that piece of advice has really stood you in good <laughs> there, uh, for the year we've just had. Um, on the flip side of that, do you find in terms of the advice that you give salon owners, are you kind of repeating yourself often? Is there one piece of advice or a few pieces of advice that you are always giving out that everyone would benefit from?
1: I think when it comes to bookkeeping and accounts, it's just to commit time to staying on top of it. So just even if it's once a quarter, if you don't want to do it every month, just, or even once a year, although I don't advise once a year, once a quarter at the very least, just set some time aside and that's something that I'm always 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 saying Um, and also to control the controllable so that's the same if you're looking at your bookkeeping in real time then it gives you the opportunity to control things if you're looking at it at the end of the tax year it's only good to work out how much tax you've got to pay and that's is that really good (laughs) nobody likes to you know it's not the best bit of news you're going to get when looking at your figures so at least if you're monitoring the accounts on a regular basis just dedicate time and that's it and if you can't dedicate the time to do it then you need to think about outsourcing yeah 100 um, a game changer for me was changing from
0: looking at my accounts once a year at the end of the year to calculate my tax no longer doing that and doing monthly reporting um, and then for monthly reporting of the whole salon i dug, dug deep into departmental analysis And it's terrifying. Some of the things that we were doing, it was, we had a 10% profit margin on something, but we were giving away 20% discounts. So you're, you know, these loss leading things that unless you're really digging into your numbers, unless you know your margins, as prices increase or national minimum wage increases, You've gotta keep redoing those figures to make sure you're really profitable. Um, And that was a game changer for me. We made more profit in one year than we had in the previous three, just by changing those. So um, I totally, totally echo what you said. Um, If you had a magic wand or a genie in a lamp and you had one wish uh, for our industry, what would it be?
1: I think I would like to see the industry I guess understanding its worth so when it comes to pricing or time or you know just just overall and that's something it doesn't matter which end you are on the scale of your business whether you're just starting out your home-based business if you're a super salon or you know a small salon whether you have staff or no staff, I, that's the one thing i think a lot of people really underestimate the beauty industry so people in other sectors even other accountants as well, um, but I also think that as an industry, we need to, you know, not underestimate ourselves as well.
0: I think often we're charging the right prices, but we're discounting all the time. Yeah. And I've seen it already. People on the forums who were saying, what discounts do you think I should offer for reopening? And I'm screaming at the computer yeah. going, no, don't lead with discounts. It's such a race to the bottom. Yes, there are appropriate times to create packages and add value. But acquiring discount clients is all you're ever going to attract is discount clients. Is that what you want? The Freelance Hairdressing Association have done loads of work over the last couple of years um, to try and build confidence in freelance hairdressers around charging their worth. And I've definitely seen an increase in um, the pricing and also the strategy of freelance hairstylists. It doesn't seem to have translated into beauty yet. Beauty mm-hmm. therapists, I'm still seeing people charging £10 for gel nails, um, you know, or three pounds for an eyebrow shape. And I just think we, as a, exactly what you said, as an industry, we need to have almost a minimum hourly charge where mm-hmm. we say, this is what we're worth. Um, Because otherwise, how can you get the best products and the best training and tick all the boxes of insurance and accounting and all of your professional fees? You just can't. And and we know those people can only be doing that, um, you know, either under the radar or or not in the best way. So I would
1: love that, too. And I think as well, a, a lot of it does come down to maybe people don't understand their figures because once you start looking at your figures and realizing how much the business is costing you and how much your take home is every hour it's a real big wake-up call and it's just like no I don't you know I don't want to do this anymore or there's some business owners who who aren't taking a salary for themselves at all and or they don't really know how much they're taking so I think that's yeah I'd, I'd love to see just people just really understanding
0: their worth Um, and and I guess that challenge of when you decide to scale up that's when most of the the business owners that I I'm connected with when they realize they've been undercharging is they realize they can't afford to take on a second person because there's not enough money in what they're charging to support the wages and that really worries me how have you only just realized that what have you been paying yourself so yeah 100 percent Um, So you've been through quite the journey, accountancy and then beauty and then merging that all together. Have there been any huge influences in your life, any role models that you followed to get
1: you where you are today? I think in life, it it would have to be my family, so my sisters and my mum, because they've all got their own stories and the challenges that they've had to kind of overcome, but they're all still, still going, you know my sister left school with with no gcse's and you know she had a baby really really young but she's got her own cic school and she's really successful finished uni and i just i look at the women in my family first and that's all i need to do to feel inspired when it comes to business i've got an amazing mentor um, in the accountancy space who really really looks after me and really really helps me so with introductions to technology and um, anything to do with the accountancy practice he's always there for me and um, if I've got a new idea I'll speak to him first and he, yeah he just really helps and he helps me understand my worth as well so how I try to work with clients he helps me in the accountancy space so yeah. i love that
0: and i know that when we spoke a year ago um you were saying similar things about your your mentor then and all coaches should have coaches absolutely yeah. <laughs> you inspired And um, so what will the months ahead bring for you you mentioned that this time of the year is super busy with new inquiries so what does the next 12 months look like for um
1: jane accounting for beauty so it's really exciting so i'm looking for a new office um, And another new staff member. So we're growing the team. I'm offering more advisory. So we've got the free business owners energizer session. Um, So my focus is going to be on the energizer sessions because I've realized that people are getting a lot more value from that. Um, And it's helping me to understand whether it's prospects or my clients. So that's going to be my focus for this year to really kind of work on those sessions and build the advisory. And Yeah, I think just to continue what I've been doing, but with to grow. So I'm almost at capacity for my own client base now. So I I need to find another me to help. (laughs) (laughs) Or a cloning machine. So you're about to hit the scale up challenge. I
0: love it. Um, (laughs) If people want to find out more about what you do and how you can help them, where should they go to look for you? Is there one place where all
1: of your... um, handles and and links are i think instagram is probably the best place i have got everything on the website so reajaneaccounts.co.uk. all my handles and everything are on there but instagram is where i spend most of my time it's where i get most of my inquiries and i've got my Linktree tree um, link in the bio which also takes you through to discovery calls or the energizer sessions and more information there Amazing. Um,
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you really wanted to mention today or any kind of parting thoughts for our listeners about their accounts?
1: Um, I think just don't be scared of the technology. Um, If you are using a spreadsheet, that is a great start. But, you know, in the next couple of years, everything's going to have to go online anyway. So you might as well get started now and, and set some time aside to do your bookkeeping and accounts. And I know that that doesn't
0: sound like, to a salon owner, the most fun of tasks for April. But I promise you, from my personal experience, it's a game changer. Um, And often, accountants don't understand our industry, um, or they um, are talking in a way that just doesn't fit the way our brains process reach out to somebody in our industry who is a specialist because they understand us they have experience of our industry and the way our, our minds work so i can't advocate enough uh, speaking to somebody like ria jane and really getting set for success as i said 12 days and counting fingers crossed <laughs> boris lets us reopen in 12 days um, so get yourself organized have a plan have a strategy and if you need some help please do reach out to ria uh, either on social media or at her website. Um, we will be along for the next episode next month. Thank you so much for joining us. Ria, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on Beauty and the Business Beast. My name's Debbie Lewis from Salon Angels. If you need business coaching, networking with other salon individuals or recruitment solutions for your salon, don't hesitate to get in touch with us. Find us on any of the social media channels. Just search Salon Angels. Thanks also to our sponsors of this episode, Salon Socials. They've created a fantastic social media planner to help you get organized and in control of your social media scheduling. And they also run an incredible Monday marketing meetup online every week between 12.30 and 1.30 to help you get set for the week ahead with your social media posting. We'll see you next time.